Mark Omrod, Royal Marine veteran, triple amputee, Invictus Games gold medalist, husband and father. Born in Plymouth, he joined the Royal Marines and in the early hours of Christmas Eve in 2007, whilst on tour in Afghanistan, his knee hit and detonated an improvised explosive device. From losing both of his legs and an arm, his life changed forever. And with falling into a deep depression and facing severe adversity, this is just one example where Mark has shown unbelievable mental strength and courage in his life. Despite being told he would never be able to walk again and would be wheelchair bound, he not only walked again with prosthetics, but he went on to win gold at the Invictus Games. Mark is the definition of a hero, not just because he fought for his country, but because he is a role model to so many and living proof that life isn't just about what happens to you, but rather how you choose to react to it. Thanks for the chat. Um, no worries, man. Not gonna lie, not gonna lie, I'm fanboying a little bit. I've been following you for like a couple of years now. Um, watched the documentary a couple of times. Always like super inspiring. So I think I don't know if you know much about kind of what we do, but we're essentially sort of I suppose a community for mental health. So I just wanted to like talk to you, obviously about like mental strength, I suppose above all else, um, and kind of developing it i guess um you know there's there's been a few times obviously within your life that you've shown like, unbelievable mental strength um so i suppose maybe the first question that i would say is like would you say you've always had like you know a lot of mental strength or is it kind of something that you've sort of developed over time as as you know as time has gone on i think it's both and i think mm -hmm. that's the same answer for everybody you know, everybody has mental strength. And as you grow and you go through things and you experience things, you naturally develop it. Now, sure. some people, and I like to think I'm in this category, consciously choose to try and strengthen it by mm -hmm. putting themselves in uncomfortable situations, doing things mm -hmm. that they feel are out of their comfort zone, that are going to force them to grow and see what they're capable of. And you know, go into those things knowing that you're likely to fail, but knowing that bouncing back is what matters. Yeah. And, you know, I, and the more I look back on my life, the more that kind of rings true. So mm -hmm. I go back all the way to when I was a little chubby kid and I took up martial arts and I didn't know anything about mindset or anything back then, but mm -hmm. anytime I ever went into a fight, I had, I had 12, professional fights i only ever lost one but every time i stepped in the ring i never even considered losing it was like going through a, a emotion it's like all right i'm going to be tired and i'm going to get punched and kicked but yeah at the end of the day i'm going to get the first place trophy so let's just go through the, sure. the process and we'll come out with, with the win and mm -hmm. it was similar you know like I said, I didn't understand what I was doing back then, building resilience and mental strength. But then the same thing mm -hmm. applied training for the Royal Marines. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you just, you're in these situations all the time when you're cold, you're wet, you're hungry, you're tired. You're surrounded by people that in my mind were leagues ahead of me, just not just in yeah. Royal Marines training, but in life. Because I was only right. young, I was 17. Mm -hmm. And um, it's horrible when you're in it. But now when you mm -hmm. look back on it, you realize how beneficial it was being in those mm -hmm. uncomfortable situations where you're just full of anxiety and, and, and nerves and fear. 
but pushing through it anyway and just coming out the other side because that's the thing is you always come out the other side stronger you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely so so almost like doing the uncomfortable things putting yourself in those kind of uncomfortable situations is essentially kind of how you develop that mental strength and how you kind of um get stronger each time kind of thing yeah and, and that's one of the keys to it it's, it's reframing your mindset when you go into those situations mm-hmm. and just thinking instead of you know, the natural default uh, i feel and it used to be my natural default you go into an uncomfortable situation and uh excuse my language you might have to beat this but you're shitting yourself right yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but before you go into it if you think no matter what happens now if i succeed if i fail spectacularly i'm going to be better when i come out on the other side of it mm-hmm. just like this this whole covid thing right a lot of people you know the, the media it's all the fear mongering and all that kind of stuff right and everyone's in this yeah. horrible state like mentally where they're all they're all just focusing on the negative but when you think about this in 12 months time well no sorry 12 months from the start 18 months 24 months whatever it is the whole world is going to come out more resilient and i was thinking about this today with my children they don't even they don't watch the news they're out there now playing running around mm-hmm. kicking a football yeah. enjoying easter easter leave they have no idea how much stronger this whole situation is going to make them when they're older they'll look back on this and challenges they face when they grow up we're like i went through covid and it was fine yeah, yeah. you know what i mean yeah absolutely absolutely this is it definitely definitely that that's it's quite an interesting topic actually covid i think because um i think it's you know as a society it's probably like one of the hardest things we as a whole have all kind of had to face it like together i suppose but you know if you kind of put it into perspective like you know um our grandparents and our great-grandparents had to like you know do the first and second world war right and like you know that was fucking something else mm-hmm. you know like the, in comparison to you know what kind of what we've had to do i think um you know and it, it is really interesting i think a lot of people will come out sort of maybe a lot more grateful i hope um i, I certainly have like i think this whole covid situation's really made me really appreciate all the little things um yeah. but yeah no it's it's very interesting and so yeah so kind of carrying on for what you're talking about then so do you think, um, you know, because obviously you do like jujitsu, um, gold medalists at the Invictus Games? Do you reckon, did all these things stem from kind of that that desire to kind of be uncomfortable and that desire to um, obviously want to kind of push yourself, like push yourself past the limits? Like, would you say kind of you do those to kind of help develop your mental strength further or, you know, kind of what's the reasoning behind, behind obviously pushing yourself and doing those things. There's a lot of underlying factors and reasonings, but I think the biggest one for me is, so I've died once, right. Already, mm-hmm. right. Literally died and been brought back to life. And as as corny and as cliche as it sounds, right. It, it can go like that right Mm -hmm. and when you understand that and you experience that you are a lot more grateful for everything and you want Mm -hmm. to try more things and you think about you know i always have this this vision i'm going to be like 105 right lying in a hospital bed surrounded by all my family who want to be there and just leave a legacy of just dominating life and taking Mm -hmm. complete control of every not control but 
taking advantage of every opportunity that's afforded to me. Yeah, yeah. And not being a victim, you know, being a victor. And, mm -hmm. you know, who cares that I've got three limbs missing? I've also got £100,000 worth of prosthetics that enable me to be independent. So why mm -hmm. would I not live my life to the fullest that I can live it? And, you know, Invictus Games, Jiu-Jitsu, Motivational Speaking, whatever it is, you know, they, every day you're writing your, your book, your legacy, you know, mm -hmm. and, and you've, you, do you want it to be exciting or do you want it to be shit? I want mine to yeah, be exciting, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, that's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah, it's so, so, like, inspiring as well, I think that really is it isn't it you know like you yeah. you kind of have have this life you have this time on this planet you know and and it's kind of your story to write i guess on on how you you know what you decide to do um all the and, great and people all the, all the great people in history are just remembered for going above and beyond do you know what i mean mm. I, I don't i don't want to be forgotten about i want my great 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 grandkids to know who i was and what i was about yeah do you know what i mean yeah mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely mm -hmm. i think and you're definitely doing that i think you know what you've achieved so far in your life so far is has been pretty unbelievable so i think it's exciting to kind of watch what you do next i think um yeah. watching the documentary um when you went to the invictus games as well that like gave me goosebumps to watch like that was just nuts that was so so cool um so yeah so i mean when you had your incident, you mentioned in your documentary that obviously you did go through a dark time and, and rightfully so, I think everyone would, um, you had like suicidal thoughts. So you were, you were kind of, you know, really struggling during that time. And so I suppose my question, like when you were facing that level of adversity, like what really pulled you through it, you know, like what did help you? Um, because you know, you, you kind of mentioned in the documentary, like, it was almost like a time and then you're almost like, okay, I'm now going to prove everyone wrong. I'm now going to, you know, build, build myself back up. And obviously that's ridiculously inspiring. Like I, I, do, I don't know if I would have that kind of mental strength. I don't know if you know most people would. So, you know, what, what kind of was that switch? Like what was the reason why you were like, okay, I'm going to do this. Like, you know, and, and you, yeah, obviously the mark on rod that we know today again you know it's a couple of things i think initially it was so in in, in the royal marines right the the standards are high for mm -hmm. everything from mm -hmm. your personal hygiene to your marksmanship principles to your field craft to how you conduct yourself out of your uniform the standards are really really high and they get ingrained into you and there's a bunch of values you know cheerfulness in the face of adversity unselfishness courage determination these are things that get drilled into you when you go through training. And mm -hmm. I remember lying there in my hospital bed, probably a month post injury. And I got a visit off the, at the time, the core regimental sergeant major and the commandant general. People that I would never ever have met in my career unless I was really in the shit, right? And in mm -hmm. trouble for doing something. When they came in and I thought, wow, you know what I mean? They've taken the time to, to come here and visit me now. And it reminded yeah. me of those values and those standards that we are, we aspire to achieve while we're serving. And I thought, well, they're part of me. It doesn't just have to be when I wear mm -hmm. a green beret, it's part of me and who I am in my life. So I'm just going to apply those standards, those values, that mindset to my rehabilitation and my recovery. And I'm going to use that, you know, and my daughter at the time is 
she was just under three years old mm-hmm. and I had a lot of concerns that she might get bullied and picked on as she grew older because of my situation and I just thought I'll give everyone no reason to pick on her. I'll give her the opposite reason I want mm-hmm. people to go in and go your dad's a badass he's really cool you know what I mean? I'm going to turn up to school in a cool car, driving myself with no wheelchair and everyone be like, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm going to mm-hmm. go to the Invictus Games and I'm going to come back with, you know, a bunch of medals so that when you go into school, they'll be like, damn, your dad killed it, mm-hmm. you know? And then mm-hmm. the other two were born and, you know, that just kept going and going and going. And I, I never want them to be disadvantaged as a, as a result of my situation. So that became true. a driver for me as well. And so it became about more than me. It wasn't, I know yeah, like right here, right now on camera in the spotlight, it's the, the Mark Hormrod show. But for me, it's about much more than that. It's, it's mm-hmm. about the people around me and, and the legacy that I leave. And that's, that's where I'm at when I, when I go and do these things. Mm-hmm. Sure. So like your why was kind of attached to something much bigger than yourself. It's, kind of it's a, it's, it, I don't know if it sounds corny or not. It's about, the Royal Marines and the Ormrod mm-hmm. family name legacy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Two things mm-hmm. that will outlive me thousands of years after I'm dead. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's so, so cool. And you're certainly a badass now. I mean, you, you have you still got the GTR? It's been getting the wheels refurbished. I took it in the sling. <laughs> I, I managed to hit some pavements in it. So, oh, um, no. Yeah. Yeah, love it, love it. Yeah, dream car that one. Such a good yeah, car. A um, yeah, they can they can shift. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing. So you're doing coaching now, um, which is which is awesome. So tell me more about that. Um, you know, tell me more about about your coaching programs and and things like that. So I'm not, I'm not doing it professionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things I really need to get a handle on at the minute in my life is is all these plates that I spin. Mm-hmm. So I, I do it a very, very small amount of it. Um, it's not a full-time thing, but I just take the experiences that I've had in life. And I am qualified. I've done NLP practitioner, master practitioner, coach. I've been in the Executive Academy of London, uh, coaching courses, business coach. I've, mm-hmm. I've, done all, I've got all the paperwork. Um, yeah. And I like to think the life experience to combine Absolutely. the two, you know, mm-hmm. but it's just, I guess if you if you like like with social media stuff I kind of do do coaching organically just through my life yeah 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 you know I, mean? I, don't, I don't take paid clients or any yeah. of that stuff and this mm-hmm. is, this sounds really um I don't know how this sounds but through part of my own personal development when when you sit down and work out the monetary value of your time like an mm-hmm. hourly rate it it would be with everything else I've got going on, it'd be just not even affordable for, for the average person because I just think if I'm spending time here, it needs to be worth, you know, I've got a family to support. For sure. Um, but I'm off here doing this, that, you know, motivational speaking is unbelievably lucrative. And mm-hmm. It's like 45 minutes of my time. I'd mm-hmm. probably in a coaching world need 40 clients to try and replicate that. Right. So it doesn't, okay, yeah, it doesn't make sure. a lot. Of, so I just try to try yeah. and do as much stuff as, as for free on social media, mm-hmm. Or, you know, what people don't see is that literally over the years, thousands of DMs that I'm privately mm-hmm. going backwards and forwards with people on, which other people will charge money for. 
Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, yeah. so I'm coaching in that respect, but I'm, I don't mm. really do it as a as a full time thing. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I think I think that's it. Like almost um, when you mentioned that you were kind of starting sort of more the coaching side and, and things like that, it was almost just like a natural transition anyway, because it's kind of what mm. you do anyway. You know, like right. you, you do that very much on your socials anyway. Um, you, like you said, you are very responsive to your to your messages. Like you've obviously responded to us and everything. So like, yeah, so I think that goes a long way as well. I think, you know, almost it, a lot for, for a lot of people, it's just being heard, isn't it? You know, it's being heard, it's being listened to. Um, and, it, and it helps me. So I don't, I haven't monetized that. Well, mm-hmm. I have kind of, this is what I was going to say. So, you know, 10, 11, 12 years of just going full time in social media. Mm-hmm. The other day I, I found out that through my professional Facebook page, you can have a, a sub page, like a supporters page. And mm-hmm. it's like people pay like £3.49 a month to become part of this private community. So right, okay. I do a little bit of coaching in that and I'm building that. I think mm. we've got 100, 104 members now. So Amazing. it's kind of like the 10 plus years of doing everything for nothing. Yeah. And now we're trying to niche it down. And £3.49, no one misses that. You know, people yeah, yeah, absolutely. have built up a community over the years that are more than happy just to, to contribute to that. So I can do podcasts, mm-hmm. I can do coaching, I can travel around and do, you know, reorg and, and not get paid. Yeah. You know, I can do, do all yeah, this stuff yeah. free because of the yeah. support in that community. Yeah, so tell me more about Reorg because um, I see quite a bit about it um, on your socials and things like that. Um, I know you've obviously got quite a few people like, involved with it, like Tom Hardy and, and people like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, tell me more about it and, and kind of what it stands for. So let me first explain what, what a Reorg is for people that don't know. That'd be a good starting um, point, yeah. So in the military, if you are say you're on operations and you have an objective and a mission, say it's a three phase operation, right? Take out the enemy location, destroy their weapons cache, save the POWs. Mm-hmm. You'll sweep through as like a section of eight men and you'll objective when you take out the enemy, right? And you'll plan it and it'll be planned meticulously. But one of the sayings that we have in the military is that no plan survives contact with the enemy, which basically means it's going to go to shit. No matter how well you mm-hmm. plan it, when the bullets start flying, it's going to be chaos. So right. when you when you achieve that objective, you have what's called a reorg, you know, reorganization. So you check your ammo, see if anyone's right. injured. Okay. You know, check for casualties, and then you make sure you're fully. You check all your oppos and your mates, make sure everyone's okay. Then you move yep. on to phase two. If there's an issue, mm. you deal with it. But you've got to move on to phase two. You've got to get your head right and go forward. Then you do the same at phase two. Then the same at phase three, and you have a reorg at every phase. So what it means is when you leave the military, when you're a civilian, we reorg, we come back mm-hmm. together, we check everyone's okay, check anyone mm-hmm. has any issues that they need dealing with, and we help them to, to deal with it. Now it started mm-hmm. with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and now it's morphed into like a lifestyle brand. So you've, you know, I go paddleboarding, kayaking, if you like running, crossfitting whatever it is as long as you it's more about community now than it is about mm-hmm. being specific in a sport now it was started awesome. by my friend sam he's just about to leave the marines after 22 years he was a royal marines physical training instructor he was a rehabilitation right. specialist and when he started he was a brazilian jiu-jitsu purple belt so he combined two things oh, rehabilitation right. and brazilian jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. and he was using it to help guys that were physically and psychologically 
traumatized as a result of their service and it i can't even explain i can explain to a degree how it works but it's just like magic it's like this is what someone said to me when i was about two months into my journey what really clicked right it doesn't matter what your problems are paying the bills you've lost your limbs you know maybe lost a loved one whatever it is when someone's trying to choke you you don't think about any of that stuff you just want to survive being mm. choked out mm. and you forget about all of it for, yeah, for that yeah. brief moment. but what's beautiful about jujitsu is that when you finish training lads go off for a coffee together and they they have a whatsapp mm -hmm. group and there's a community behind it and mm -hmm. it's the closest community i've ever experienced to the military that that camaraderie that brotherhood that bond from the brazilian jiu-jitsu one so that's how mm -hmm. it started it started with with just brazilian jiu-jitsu within the royal marines then it went across the military to every branch now we work with all the emergency services and we've got supporting jiu-jitsu academies all over the world and uh someone in australia who maybe is an ex-army ex-british army gets in contact we can signpost them to a australian academy where there'll be mm -hmm. other reorg members so they're building that community that's amazing you know I mean? yeah yeah absolutely yeah so it really is a community and, and almost like a like a form of therapy within itself right like like you kind of what you were saying like you know it's it's really helping people through yeah if they're facing it, those it, tough times this is the power of it right if you say to a guy who's struggling go see a therapist mm. most most of them won't because they're like yeah ah, that's weak I, i'm not doing yeah, that there's still it's, such a stigma surrounding it just, yeah yeah it's bullshit right yeah but after, after four weeks or so of training and getting to mm. know lads you sit there with a coffee you know you know what's going on dave mm. actually i'm struggling with this a little bit you know mm. this is happening that's happening you know i i, I don't really know what to do mm. boom right he's opened up now we can figure stuff out and help them. I'm not saying we're not qualified, you know, like yeah. therapists or whatever, but you don't always need to be. You just need no, to be absolutely. an ear. This is it. This is it. Right. Sometimes it's just a case of like someone having someone to listen to, isn't it? You know, and, exactly. and someone being there. So, yeah. And if that, if almost reorg is there as that, um, yeah, as like the foundation for that to happen, like that's, that's amazing. That's like, and when yeah, you leave, when incredible. you leave the military, a lot of people, so there's two things I think that they lose. They lose their sense of purpose and their sense mm -hmm. of identity. Right. You can't necessarily give them their sense of purpose. That's something that they have to find on their own. You can, you can help them and coach them and guide them. But mm -hmm. sense of identity with reorg, you absolutely can give them because mm -hmm. you're bringing them into another brotherhood of people mm -hmm. from the emergency service, the police, the fire brigade, the ambulance, the military, special forces, whatever it is people that have trodden similar paths who have mm -hmm. a sh been through shared hardships that share a passion for crossfit jujitsu paddleboarding just hanging out and having a coffee whatever yeah. it is and they've got that community again and that sense of belonging you know what they feel they've lost mm. absolutely yeah definitely definitely i think there's almost um when it comes to like lacking purpose as well like that can make people feel so lost and especially like yeah if they do have like a lack of identity um so having people there that can help you almost create that identity again or, or almost just like feel like you're not you know that yeah you do have people there you do have a community that you're that you have like you know you're like-minded with and um yeah that's super important and it's interesting as well because like what you were saying about obviously it real kind of like helps people create and find their identities like 
in a way like that probably helps them find their purpose as well like you know for mm -hmm. sort of like within that um so yeah that's amazing yep. that's so so cool yeah fantastic um awesome so i suppose if there was someone um that was facing adversity right now like say they mm. were having like a very challenging time in their life due to an event or a situation or whatever it may be um what advice would you give to them you know like if you were like say i was i was sat here now and i was like mark like i'm really really struggling like you know i've i have this that's going on and um you know feel really unmotivated i'm not sure what to do within my job like you know um yeah like is there is there typically sort of any habits or any um any sort of i suppose pillars of advice that you tend to give that you find does help and kind of like help people come out of a dark space or does it tend to kind of be a bit more case dependent on the, on the individual yeah i mean sense. most most of the time it you have to look at the actual individual circumstances mm -hmm. but generically that there are plenty of things people can do the, the first thing i would do is acknowledge them and say good effort for admitting that you're struggling mm -hmm. and you need help because that's a big thing you know it's yeah. taken a lot for some people just to do that so i'd acknowledge that now depending on the situation specifically i'd say go and find some form of help whatever that mm -hmm. may be some people may need severe counseling some people may need to go to, to i'm just spitting examples here but rehab for example for drug or alcohol yeah. where some mm -hmm. people may just need a community and a new group to belong to mm -hmm. you know so tell them to reach out and then speaking of communities and groups you need to get around good people do you know what i mean I, I find a lot of people that struggle with things mentally when you when you pick it apart there's there's one or two people in their group that are what i call morale vampires that will just okay. suck the life mm -hmm. out of anything right they That's can't do good in anything and if you know i'm i'm ruthless i don't i won't disrespect myself enough to spend time with them yeah and if it's too awkward to just go right you're not in you're you know you're out then you just limit yeah. the time you spend with these people mm -hmm. you know what i mean you you just mm -hmm. it it's it's difficult like i said it's a case-by-case -case thing but i mean i think for a bit of advice if i can give what i think anyone can implement is just do it like an, a week-long audit of everything mm -hmm. you do in, in in one week so when you when the alarm goes off in the morning do you smack the snooze button three times or are you up and you at it have you planned your day do you know what it is you're going to do that day do you watch the bullshit on the news when you get out of bed and just put yourself in a negative headspace mm -hmm. what does your breakfast look like how do you start the day are you fasting are you eating porridge and, and protein or are you eating a full fry up a fag and a, and a cup of coffee with 16 sugars in it are you exercising are you going to a job that you enjoy? Are you being mm -hmm. around people that are good for your mental health or are you around people that smash it? Are you going home at the end of the day and having a couple of pints or are you going to the gym? Are you hydrating? You know what I mean? Just order everything, yeah. order your time. Are, are, you on, are you on Twitter for six hours a week just arguing with people you never met when mm -hmm. you could be watching an empowering documentary on mm -hmm. Netflix or reading a book? You mm -hmm. know what I mean? There's all these yeah. things, we, it's your environment needs to be empowering yeah you know yeah, absolutely. You, you need to have the right people the right environment and the right stuff going in here mm -hmm. you know not the shite that we get belt fed on our phone screens all the time 
yeah absolutely this is Mm -hmm. it i feel like social media in a way can be so toxic can't it and it's interesting because all the things that you've just mentioned they're all kind of they're quite small things when you list them out one by one but all together they kind of compound don't they so it's almost like you know if you do one of those bad things okay maybe it doesn't have a drastic effect but like if you're doing all of those bad things like you know and and sort of negative things then that could actually steer the course of your life in a completely different direction Um, right and when I do yeah, the coach so stuff, this is this is kind of what I preach the most. It's I call it one percent gains, like incremental mm-hmm. gains, stacking those one percent wins up. So audit your entire life, right? And I'll give you a, a just a real simple example. And say in that audit, you you know that you have five cups of coffee in a day mm-hmm. with three sugars in. Right. Your first win is to have four cups of coffee from now on with mm-hmm. two sugars in. Yep. you've reduced it and then that doesn't seem a lot but like you just said you stack that up over 365 days you just keep mm-hmm. reduced it by the end of the year you're having two black coffees in a day and your health mm-hmm. has gone woof through the roof yeah and if your physical health has gone through the roof so is your mental health you know mm-hmm. look at look at the report on your phone you spent 16 hours this week on social media right next week i'm only doing 15 hours week after that mm-hmm. 14. do you know what i mean customize your timelines mm-hmm. you know unfollow all the negative people you don't have to unfriend them unfollow them and replace them with, mm-hmm. with motivational quotes or whatever it is that that floats your boat make yeah. those little one percent changes throughout your entire day week month year life and just watch the massive change mm-hmm. yeah i love that i love that mm-hmm. Because it's it's achievable as well isn't it like you know it's it's kind of like the same with um like my, my friend recently he he was like a heavy smoker and just never did any exercise and during this lockdown he's actually quit smoking and he's kind of replaced smoking with exercise i suppose like in a way um and he's kind of really enjoyed like running and and doing other forms of exercise but i I kind of said to him i was like just do stuff that you enjoy but don't overdo it to a point where it becomes a chore you know like do it where you know so it's kind of like what you were saying like it's it's these small like changes and you know over time you know they do compound they do make a big difference um people do this with dieting all the time right yeah i won't won't go into the science of how your body uses carbohydrates and then fat for fuel and any other rubbish but the mindset is right i'm taking up this fad diet and i'm just going to completely cold turkey everything that i do right yeah never going to smoke no more drinking no more fatty foods no more snacks monday it's monday tomorrow i'm going for it by friday they're miserable they're like this is so hard like i said all right just break it down bit by bit reduce mm-hmm. your portion sizes slightly put more vegetables in your plate less potatoes in your plate if you mm-hmm. smoke 10 a day try smoking eight a day for this week mm-hmm. it's just and then it's not such torture and then mm-hmm. people will stick it out for longer do you know what i mean yeah absolutely it's so, definitely so it's so easy to do yeah but people yeah. just get caught up in the marketing hype of if you drink three shakes a day you'll look yeah, like this yeah. woman that we photoshopped and and <laughs> right exactly absolutely my dad mm-hmm. is such a sucker for that it, like it actually frustrates me a bit because he's like i'm doing this new diet and he'll do it for literally about a week yeah and then you know and and it's like a ridiculous diet as well like you know you can't <clears throat> function properly on it it's like instead of that why don't you just reduce your intake like kind of what you were saying you know or instead um, of having a going on a diet just tweak your lifestyle because mm, mm. it's more enjoyable just change your lifestyle slightly you don't have yeah. to be on it you know remember a while ago they had that I think it was the Atkins diet. All you were allowed to eat was red meat or something. 
That's mm. ridiculous. That's the mm. thing I've ever had in my life. And now all these different things that they market and sell, just change your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Just tweak it, make it a more positive lifestyle. You don't need, you can go on a little bit of a diet, but you don't have to do these stupid fads, you know, drive people nuts. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, it really is in the small things, isn't it? And and in all those small little things, they compound to be the big things. And I think, yeah. Same as with money. Well, but... You do it, do it yeah, to your money. Yeah, you know, yeah. Stop. Don't buy four Starbucks today. Start by buying three and then make one at your, at your house. And then by the yeah. end of the, the month, you're having just two a month. You've saved yourself. You'll be surprised what you save yourself at £2.60 a coffee. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if you put 50% of that way in a holiday fund, all of a sudden mm-hmm. you're going on holiday and you've got the money every year because you didn't Definitely. drink 15 Starbucks a day. Yeah. It's yeah. all compounded. Compounding is the key word. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just that consistency and just making that small, yeah, those small changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I feel like that's a good place to end. I know I've taken up a bit of your time. So yeah. Thank you so much, mate. Honestly, I really appreciate oh, pleasure, you mate. coming on. I know it's hard to to nail a date, but really, really glad to be speaking to you. And um, yeah, it's really interesting. Super interesting conversation. I could go on for hours once I get on my little soapbox and just start <laughs> laughing. But, um, but no, thank you, mate. Thank you for bringing me on. I'm sorry. I was- I'm a bit bunged up with the cold at the minute. No, that's all right. Um, no, no worries at all. Yeah, no, really, really interesting insights. I think, yeah, people will definitely get a lot from this. I got a lot from this. Like, I'm going to start doing that about, like, the auditing. You know, you're saying about auditing your week. I think I need to do that because, yeah, there's definitely areas in my life that probably the smallest little changes, like kind of what you were saying. Like, I've started going for walks in the mornings before I start doing stuff. And, like, it's been a game changer, like, absolute game changer. And that's, like only what like an extra 30 minutes 60 minutes in the mornings like before work but you know it completely changes your day um i'll tell you what sorry i meant to go on but where i really geek out mm-hmm. is when you're when you're double tapping your time so i, I told my okay. wife the other day she's she's working she works so many hours and she's been my wife got promoted twice in lockdown she's now like the senior management team looking after veterans in plymouth she works like 17 hour days and she wasn't leaving the house so i said mm-hmm. at lunchtime Get all, your, get all your calls together with your, your team, people that know you at lunchtime, right? And, and go walk on a block. So if you're out of breath, they know you. You don't have to be embarrassed. It's not a client. Yeah. Go for a walk around the block for an hour while making all your calls. So you're exercising, you're getting some vitamin D, and you're mm-hmm. working at the same time. Mm-hmm. Double tap. I, I do it on my hand bike with, a, with yeah. uh, podcasts and audio books. When I'm driving, mm-hmm. I do the same thing. Double tapping mm-hmm. your time, compounding. Mm-hmm. Smart. Yeah, such a good idea. Such a good idea. Yeah, making the most of the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, love that. Love that. Absolutely. Yeah, have to give it a go. Have to give it a go. Amazing. Thank you so much, mate. Thanks so much for the call. Um, no, no, my pleasure, mate. And um, Thank you. yeah, I hope, hope you're feeling better soon. But yeah, we'll, stay, yeah, we'll definitely too. stay in touch. And um, hopefully, yeah, we can like connect once lockdown's properly over and stuff. And, um, yeah, Roger. But yeah, amazing. Thanks so much, mate. Have no, a good one. no worries. And, Thank uh, you, mate. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. And for more content, check out our Instagram. I'll see you on the next one.